Hello everybody, welcome to My Music. Today's group have got energy in buckets and they want to give it out to the nation and that's why we're going to be talking skeletons today. But first of all, we're going to watch this video, which is their kind of thing really, because it's got lots of loud noises, banging away, people dancing, all of that sort of jazz. We'll watch this and then we'll come back. We go. We tried to get the party started there, Gav. With that, I've been so pumped up. I I should just interview you about the analog trash network. Get me oh. involved. Get me involved. I suppose I am involved. Chad. Yeah, you are involved. You're here. You're there. You're everywhere. Oh, listen. It's. I've I've been waiting to get you on because I think we've been missing someone like you on the scene for so long. Oh, that's very kind of you. So long. We really do need someone that can bring the party yeah yeah well that's what we try to do i mean as you can see uh, it's a little bit shadowy here i'm talking to you from hoxton east london today and i took a long run in in driving rain before oh sorry so I, I got absolutely soaked and it, it's grey and dreary but i suppose things are a little grey and dreary in wider society mm. in some ways at times at the moment I like what so, you did there. I like what you did. You brought we, it around. We are, we are an antidote to that quite self-consciously. Uh, you know, you could you could accurately call me wide-smiled and yes. on stage and off. And we hope that reflects in the music because our objective really is to cheer people up. <laughs> it's it's do you know what? It's a lovely, it's a lovely purpose to have in life, isn't it? Is yes. to just to make people feel better about everything again and as i say we've needed that for so long i mean who who for you were like the last purveyors of great funk pop music that actually made people want to just get up out of their seats and boogie well it depends whether you want to go for the classics uh because there's a bit of a time reference in the question, you know, who last did it, but... I know, right? Yeah, I have to respond by saying, you know, Niall and Sheik have never stopped, have they? They're just constantly out there purveying good times, good vibes. Yeah. And so that's answer one, definitely, is just Sheik, you know, he's... You can't, you, you can't sing, celebrate good times, come on, without feeling it. Yeah, I mean, so you've got those classic acts and um, you've got Call of the Gang, you've got Sheik, um, oh. you know, Shaka Khan, the type of stuff that you hear on Solar Radio or Magic Soul. and Another one. Um, we, we weren't seeing the other day, the real thing. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So that it does seem a bit like there used to be more explicit joy yeah. in pop music and uh, bands uh, playing more funky rhythms and... Uh, you know, lyrics that 
literally directly tell you to get down and have a good time because yeah. more recently I think since Britpop and the fragmentation of music in the online space and um, there's just a few more uh, Mardi bombs around isn't there you know Arctic Monkeys told everybody and then we got a generation of them or maybe Morrissey started it you know years before I was born but uh, it, he's foundational Nile Rogers, and obviously you know like he's got a political message, message as well he's a Black Panther he's it, him spreading good times is is not a uh, a trite or non-serious thing. He's, he's spreading good times to show the world to be better morally and to love one another. And so it's great when that's prominent within the music, which is a theme we pick up on. And um, I was chatting to a DJ called Black Hawks of Panama recently. Well, he's called he's called Dan, but. So he's I got, love that. Let's stick with Black Hawks of Panama because that's oh, just fantastic a name, name, isn't it? Yeah, and it makes it sound like something's going to come and drop bombs on you, and he drops a set. So he's he's like a well-established DJ, and he's got a night in Ibiza, Pikes, and he was so nice to me, you know, about the band, and he said, "I think what you guys do is like guilt-free, guilty pleasure," and I just thought that encapsulated it so wonderfully, you know, and I I, I certainly hope. That's what we put across because your artists like uh, Sheik and Jamiroquai and Cool and the Gang and, uh, you know, classic disco, funk and soul artists, they're not um, refracting their optimism through a lens of irony or saying, oh, it's, it's you know, half-arsed. They're just telling you to have a bloody good time. So and yeah. we need it. We we certainly need it. I mean, the, the, the press, you know... I, I started life as a journalist, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is a story I say long, uh, lots, but I started life as a journalist. And when I learned to be a journalist, journalism was all about balance. Yes. Right? It, was a, it was like Star Wars, trying to balance out the force. You know, mm -hmm. here's the bad stuff. Here's, you know, here's the one side of the story. There's the other side of the story. Let's all try and find the truth together. And that's what I'm back here trying to do as well, which is get back to the truth. Because, you know, by conversation and by opening up, you know, getting people together and talking to each other, we find a little bit of the truth. But, you know, what's happened over the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years is that everything's become quite divisive, hasn't it? You know, it's like, oh, I believe that over there or I believe that over there. And, you know, I don't want to talk to you and you don't want to talk to me. And let's let's all kind of, you know, let's kind of all go and do our own thing. Etc. Yeah, I I feel you. I feel you. Obviously, it's it's a wider society thing rather than a music thing. But when when I was younger, there were subcultures, and when I, when I say younger, I mean when I was at school and had absolutely oceans of time to hang around on street corners and just like worry about the latest CD release and just kick it in the park, enjoy myself and nice. chat. Or, you know but at that time there were subgroups and obviously for decades there have been subgroups yeah. um, teddy boys and you know people that really sort of get dressed in a certain way and and choose a certain um like culture to identify with and then it's reflected in how they dress and what they listen to and and how they carry themselves like everything and that can be really positive you know if it's got a great message like the two-tone subculture we're originally from Coventry, or at least Ed from Skeletons Biz, and Will and I are from nearby. So we have that link with Coventry. And the biggest thing to ever come from Coventry, obviously, um, is a is like an anti-racist um, ska and punk 
label called Two Tone. But I think what's changed since I got into music initially is just that there's so many more different subgroups and people kind of entrench themselves into them a little bit more aggressively and nastily. So, you know, don't get me wrong. When I was young, um, used to sometimes have conflicts or like even fight or run away from another uh, group type of kid on the street corner. But there just weren't that many, you know, like there was four or five. There was like rockers and townies. And yeah, do you know what? It, it was all it was all quite innocent back in the day. I'd but then it got it got just the the internet is obviously so powerful and it's exciting as an artist to use the internet because we can do things like this. But then it exploded into a shed load of really niche subcultures, including obviously some kind of dark and aggressive and racist and mean ones. So perhaps we don't give enough credit to the ones that are, you know, like niche positive subcultures. And um, like I'm friends with a ska band called Death of Guitar Pop, uh, who I'd strongly recommend. And they're like a revivalist um, band. You, go, you know all the people with all the cool names, don't you? Well, that's the, that's the Death of Guitar Pop. Is He used to be in a guitar pop band and then he decided to play ska. And then yeah, he put on brilliant. his put on his black and white check. And from that moment onwards, the guitar pop in him was dead, you know, which I guess it refers to this like identity of being in a subculture. And they're, they're a really cool band and they revive the two-tone sound for if you want to go and enjoy that today, mm. uh, which is great because obviously you can't easily see the specials and madness, especially not the specials now uh, that, that, that Tony's gone RIP, you know? So, um, yeah, they revive that, but maybe we don't um, recognise or talk about that they also can access loads and loads of people in America. So that they're able to access loads and loads of Scar and Two-Tone kids in America now who um, probably missed the Coventry-based 1970s, early 80s Two-Tone. So the, the, the whole internet thing is just like the ultimate double-edged sword, isn't it? It's like It a blessing. always is. It always it sounds is. Like you've got mixed feelings about it, mate. It sounds like it's... You're oh, doing I, it, of, course, of course. Look, I run a social media marketing business and I've got mixed feelings about it right you know i mean we all spend too long on social media we don't look at the real world at all we don't spend enough time just enjoying the little things in life you know because yeah. we've got too busy got an, with our head head to a phone etc you know people people constantly say to me on a daily basis what do i post about what do i say what do I, what do i need to put out there well for start if you don't have anything to say don't say it um and and also if you want to know what to say, just live a little, right? That's my that's my big thing, right? Is I, I, I say to people every single day, and I I just hope we get to we sort of start to get that through to the next generation, really, which is actually the priority in terms of your content and everything else that you put out is make it happen first, right? You've got to have fun first, and like, and fun is infectious. Oh, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. You, you've got to be busy. I think that's a little bit of pressure for young artists or people who are more of a wallflower. I sympathise with a lot because uh, it was probably easier before the social media age. Uh, say you're just a bit of a wallflower type person. You're a bit more of a shy person and, and you want to just, you know, play the guitar and stand in the corner. You know, where these days I, I should imagine there's, 
quite a lot of pressure on you to, um, you know, post videos of yourself playing guitar online and make sure that thousands of people see them, which might not suit your personality type. And um, so I, I think there's like a first step, which is like, are you built for it? If you don't want to do it, you know, just like don't don't do it. But if you if you're going to put stuff online, I agree. And um, you got to be living the lifestyle, you know, so I, I have to go and see bands to um, rate bands, like develop my own band. I have to be friendly with with other artists and bands, not just bands, sorry, you know, solo female artists need more recognition and um, urban artists like uh, rap artists, whatever genre. But you've got to be um, living a musical life and like, yeah, sort of practicing what you preach, you know. So um, the stuff that we put out uh, with this image of like sparkliness and um, like DJ in basements and um, yeah. loads of old disco records. And it's authentic. And that, that's why I think some people sometimes notice it and like it and want to get involved. Because Where did my- the skeletons bit come from? Right, because it's here's the thing a it's a really good name because it, you're so easy to find on social media right ah. <laughs> and as soon as you know that it's a z in there right it's yeah. easy it comes up straight away when you search it some bands have got names where it's really hard because there's like five or six bands with a very similar name and like then people are you know searching for them skeletons with a z at either end that's really easy right that so that works tick but also you know it's it's sparkly and whatever it's not something you'd need initially associate with skeletons which has always been black and white and like oh, you know, so you juxtapose there it's juxtaposed yeah so where did it cut because that's brilliant genius. genius well it leaves a little for interpretation doesn't it like it does. all because a lot of social media stuff is super direct. It's like, I tell you this, here's the message. Think this, absorb this. Whereas the name of, of the band Skeletons and is not like that. There's two stories to its origin, really. One is we copy churches. So churches have the V. And we thought that was really cool. <laughs> so quite simply, we were trying to find words where we could... Um, manipulate so, the word and make it the same word but yeah it's like another letter and cool. um, you know you've got to yeah yeah give props to your influences because the best art is theft isn't it and um, so that was one thing but then their v is like a um sort of gothic it's sort of like a viking it it, it it it's a little bit darker in in sort of connotations than it is yeah yeah and then skeletons with the zeds we did consciously decide to be googleable um, but the meaning behind it uh, more broadly is that everybody's the same inside. Oh, boom, there you go. <laughs> so the stuff we discussed at the beginning of this chat and um, where I mentioned Niall's politics and some of the um, implicit hidden politics of disco and dance music. And obviously we have very, very heavy electronic music within our music as well. So... And, you know, house and techno have a strong history of inclusion when it comes to LGBTQ plus and, um, you know, different ethnicities, which despite the fact, you know, we're not particularly diverse being, you know, three white British Midlands lads. 
um, we strongly support that. So we don't like make a massive play of it, but that is what our name means. Our name means um, Google this easily and um, everybody's the same inside because you can all just have a dance and connect through music. So sometimes it's nice to take a break from all of the division and difference and skeletons might help you do that. Do you know what? It's just, it's absolutely, the more you talked about it, the more genius I think that absolutely is. Um, and, you know, and when you watch your videos that you put out, which are fantastic, um, you know, and you've got you've got the light, lights going, and you just look like, you, as I said right at the beginning, you just look like you're bringing the party uh, to everything. I just, I just feel that that's, you know, as I say, I, I just feel that that has been missing for so long. We, we just need someone that can un be a unifier to people. That's, yeah. And that's really where that, that whole thing comes from. In terms of, in terms of how you go about making this music, uh, is, it, is it very much the three of you together or does, does someone mainly sort of start the ideas, etc.? How, how does it, yeah. how does that I work? Mean, the, the production and writing process is, um, I was about to say it's fairly typical, but honestly, I have no idea because I, <laughs> I only know what it's like. Have you ever done it for me? I only know what it's like to be in my own my own group, you know. So uh, I'll explain it anyway. We write together. It's it's common for things to start with one person's idea, but that will always be finessed in the rehearsal studio and standing like in a roughly triangular formation, face to face step by step, working out and um, section by section, you know, you're going to have eight or 16 bars for this section. And um, so common things we would say is like, shall we take that onto Ed's machines? And um, for example, if I'd come up with a hook initially, and then we might move it to someone's kind of individual creative space and yep. progress it to the next stage. But most of the time it's a, complete collaboration really at the rehearsal studio so despite the fact it's an electronic music project it functions like a normal band really it doesn't function like the Beatles or Oasis songwriting model where there's Lennon McCartney uh, and they co-write with a guitar or like if if um, 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 Mick and Keith and the Stones would write something with a the guitar then take it to the rest of the uh, musicians and get them to play along it's not like that. It's, it's a three-way collaboration, so all the writing splits are totally even. Um, having said that, what, what makes it not unique but um, uh, unusual compared to most uh, sort of fairly successful artists, I think, in the industry is that after it's written and rehearsed and performed, we do produce it. Um, uh, in-house and that is really Ed who you see in the videos and um, playing lots and lots of bass synths and drum machines uh, he produces music and sometimes produces other artists too but we're extremely lucky to have that capability yeah because well, a lot of a lot of groups these days or a lot of artists these days they actually go out and find a producer because yeah, so we, we've recently started having a sort of co-producer, which which is a guy called Ed Chivers from a band called Fujia and Miyagi. And we found that a very neat fit in terms of collaboration because he 
is very collaborative and happy to sort of have a few back and forths with us. So it's still really led by our production and sonic vision. And then also, more simply, he's just a drummer, which we don't have. So right. he's, his main instrument when he plays in that band for Jira Miyagi, when he's not being a producer or a co-producer mixer with Ed, is he plays the drums. So it's very natural if you are a, dr a drummerless band to um, have a little bit of um, additional input from somebody who's just really focused on drumming and drum beat. Well, I was going to say, especially as you are a band who, you know, are all about that rhythm and the funk and actually bringing the, you know, the beat as well, because you... Yeah, you... that's what makes people dance at the end of the day. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish it was me, but it's probably not. I could, I could, I could probably jabber absolutely anything over the top as long as it was vaguely positive. And if we, if we had a pumping beat, you know, the Italian disco was going underneath, we'd probably be fine. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, there's, a, there's an art, isn't there, as a frontman to that kind of music. You need to, you need to be on the wavelength of the audience because you need to, you need to bring the audience out of themselves. So it's not oh. just. Yeah, it's not just about delivering the vocal. It's also about encouraging the audience to, to let go a bit. Yeah, I think there's there's a few ways you can do that. I, I, you have to emote, I think. If you don't share your feelings, then you won't elicit any from others, you know? So it, it requires being a bit of an open book. Yeah. I said, when I first started writing for the first few years, I honestly didn't, really feel connected to the feelings I was talking about. So I would sort of splurge out a stream of consciousness of stuff and then I would sing it and it would be a fairly decent song. We'd be happy playing it and I'd read it you back. Didn't, didn't really feel it. No, no, I, 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 it was a reflection of what was inside me. It was just a right. bit of shock. So I'd yeah. read it and I'd go, oh, bloody hell, you know, there's all your, your, your deep and meaningfuls. And whereas now I feel a bit more sort of conscious, like I actually decide and select which right. I'm trying to share and get back from the audience and then the other big things are just hooks and like knowing when to when to speak and not to speak because obviously when you've got great beats and you've got a strong instrumental and sometimes people will just want to feel the funk so you need to shut up so the, the gaps that you leave can be as impactful as the you know the big hook moment oh, but, we've discussed this so many times on this program music yeah. everybody out there it's it's as much about what you don't do in places as it is what you do do sometimes you just yeah. got to leave space an incredible an incredible rhythm like you know a dj can just leave it spinning you know on a 32 bar loop for for ages and like and it's yeah. it's good enough so but yeah my uncle my uncle wrote some songs um and he gave me some very good advice which is the the other thing i think about songs and i thought you might ask me about songs that like and it was the only thing i sort of thought about before i came to the call <laughs> on my run so i think that the, the space is important the feelings are important and then the other thing that my uncle um uh, told me which I'm really grateful for is he said to me there's so many musicians who are just extremely talented 
extremely reliable, extremely good looking, extremely cool, extremely fun. And they just haven't got a memorable hook. And you just, you absolutely must create a catchphrase that is like memorable. And it sounds like the type of thing that would go on a poster, you know, or like on a, um, on a, on a t-shirt or something like that. And it's really cheesy, but the hooks, you know, so I've just written so many, you know, um, limitedly successful cheesy hooks, you know, like, but they're all over the Spotify and I do think they're good tracks, you know, things like don't cover it up, you know, and yeah. um, don't be lonely now. And it's just these sort of sound bites, which are just meant to tug at your heartstrings a little bit with a bit of immediacy and say, ego, have a think about that. <laughs> and it, and what's great for me, for you in that perspective as well is that that lends itself to the way that a music gets out there these days, but but also potentially with as you move into your future, getting into other areas where music gets heard as well, things like films and adverts and whatever, because people want those hooks. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know too much about sort of TikTok short form consumption of music. And um, but I, I hope that hooks get kept, you know, like because they're pretty they're pretty universal. And I think that's what my uncle was saying to me is that they're they're they've always been the key to songwriting. They're like part of the art form, you know? And um, but you can you can run into problems with hooks. You know, like we have a big tune which we absolutely love. It's called Porsche to Berlin. I feel it immediately tells you exactly what you're supposed to think about, you know, what type of what type of tune it is. It's it's obviously about jumping in a Porsche to go to Berlin. Go to, to Berlin. Just have a have a right old time. And so we love that song. Like we have t-shirts, such a Porsche to Berlin t-shirts, and um and it's great, but it's obviously not very good to um offer someone to put on an advert unless Porsche want it for a you know German ads campaign, which is a pretty pretty um, long shot. <laughs> well, no, no, you need to think you need to think a little bit more broadly about that. So it could either be, it could either be uh, a Porsche advert, or it could be a, a Berlin advert. You know, it could be yeah, a national that, yeah. it could be a national tourist uh, advert for Berlin, encouraging the city, the city authorities. Yeah, exactly, um, encouraging people to do that. We will tag both of those, uh, both of those into uh, this interview as well. Uh, it's available for you to use uh, under license, um, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, we'd love to see we'd love to see that that happen. Or alternatively, um, and I don't know whether you've ever thought about this as well. Alternatively, what you need is a, a filmmaker out there to make a film called A Push to Berlin. Well, I, what a film it would be. And what know? a film, yeah. And I, I think you'd have to have a cameo role in that as well. Definitely with me on the soundtrack, you know, possibly with me on, on camera. Um, but we, I, we'd have to see, wouldn't we? Yeah, but that song also was, was playlisted for co-op supermarket radio. And then it was it was removed from the playlist because it has a line in it, um, uh, which says the German whips so sexy, and the line the German whips so sexy is referring to the car because a lot of grime MCs call cars whips, 
But yeah. um, it didn't pass co-op supermarkets family friendly <laughs> test because they thought it was about bondage. <laughs> Which they is hilarious. So well, made, do you know what, Gav? They just missed an opportunity Berlin. there. Gav, they missed an they opportunity. They were about Berlin. They, they, they went there in their heads a bit too much. They went a bit too far with it, you know? Yeah, no, but that, as I say, they missed an opportunity. They should have brought out a dessert called German Whips. <laughs> yes, that's brilliant. Yes, good idea. And this is See? creativity, isn't it? You just you just iterate. You just go. You bounce from silly idea to silly idea, and then when you get a good catchphrase, you suddenly just think, "I'd like to walk round everywhere trying to convince everybody to to, to jump on board with this." Um, yeah. yeah, you've just given us a fantastic idea for the for the merch stand. You exactly. Know, get exactly. A on some walnut whips yes yes <laughs> and there you go in fact uh if if you are a uh, walnut whip manufacturer out there and you'd like to do a special <laughs> edition skeletons uh german whips uh you know uh, which oh, the, 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 the band oh, will do like telling. some little photos to go on it and everything else um we'd love to see that happen yeah, co-op won't sell them though, because apparently they're a bit. Co-op more... won't sell them because <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> it, it, it won't pass their muster, but everybody else will. And you know, you watch me. You, Dragon's Den, Dragon's Den coming soon. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be like those bottles of uh, you know a certain drink that everybody's been buying that start with P. Um, yeah, it'll be massive. It'll be massive all over the place. I think. I think. You are absolutely fantastic. I think, I think, honest to goodness, you do fully deserve being Banner of the Month, uh, BBC introducing. I think we are going to see you being global superstars in a few years' time because I honestly think you need we, we all need this energy in our lives. All right, and I, I, you watch my words, folks, you saw them here. Not first, because they've done other interviews, but you saw them here. Uh, and if you if this is the first time that you've ever met skeletons, get them out of your closet and start putting them on your playlist, because this is the opportunity for you to start dancing. Get Thanks, a bit, You're making me blush. Yes. Get a little bit of a lift in your life, folks. Stop. I, stop, I stop couldn't listening. agree more. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Rest assured, skeletons themselves have lifted our lives up on high to, to joyous heights through this electronic funk and disco that we share and yeah so i should mention as i'm obligated to do perhaps you're about to do it for me sorry if so improve your groove and um, is the video and the ep from skeletons it's our it's our main release in our career so far and uh, the video uh, is shot at Gun Factory Studios, where we were writing in exactly the same process that I discussed with you earlier, Graham, just the three of us, um, you know, working on things, developing the track. That's a full EP as well, and it's got four beautiful tracks on it, and we're calling ourselves, for the next phase of Skeletons, Hyperfunk, um, which is a mixture of, um, you know, electronica and disco, basically. So Hyperfunk is, is disco for ravers. And if you think that's something you might enjoy, you're into Daft Punk, Jamiroquai, um, uh, Sheik and Nile Rogers, as I said, then Skeletons could be for you, you know, so just improve your groove with Skeletons. As We've that, got that people that. watching that are now going and checking it out right this minute. So that is that is fantastic. Well, I, I, you know, and as this goes round, please, over the next few days, do go and check it out. Why wouldn't you? 
why wouldn't you want to bring a little bit of that into your life? Okay. Um, and as you say, you've got merch. Are you doing doing gigs? Yeah. So there's some gigs coming up. Um, there's, a, there's a big concert, which is on sale now. Um, there's a special uh, pre-sale price for tickets because it's ages away. But it's on the 10th of February, 2024. And that's uh, Oslo, uh, which is Ooh. in Norway. <laughs> it's the name of a venue. You right, Dougal? Oh, hello. That's, that's, sorry, that's, that's the, the Funkadelic dog. So the, the gig is next February 10th, 2024. That's a Saturday. The venue is Oslo in Hackney in London. And that's uh, 350 capacity. It's going to be a huge disco party with skeletons and some great support acts. Uh, so, yeah, it's on uh, skeletons.com right now. You can buy tickets directly from us. And then um, you can come down and boogie and dance and uh, enjoy the vibe. Yeah. What's the, what's the great ambition for 2024? What, what you know, because we're... We've we're... We got to sell that one out first. Sell that out. <laughs> sell then... that one out. And then um, we'll see Wembley where that Arena. Takes. After that, uh, <laughs> I think uh, we'd love to we'd love to tour a little more widely. So uh, we've we've got our got our sights on uh, a few other UK cities, probably Nottingham and Bristol. Um, we've been lucky enough to go to Scotland and go to Malta in the past. We've been to Wales too, uh, but probably the cities along the Eurostar line from London, so over towards Paris. Brussels and um, Amsterdam, maybe all the way to Barcelona. And that's that's the objective and also playing more big festivals because BBC Introducing have put us on at a few festivals, which was fantastic. Uh, but we'd obviously love to reach, you know, Red and Leeds and Glastonbury pretty much. But in order to help us with that, if you like the music, the best thing you can do is just come to one of the standard skeleton shows because those, those festivals and those other venues um, further afield are really just looking for us to and create an incredible vibe uh, on home turf. And then they're going to jump on board with that, you know, when they see all the content online. And um, so that's what we're hoping to do. And it will happen. And we'll, we'll also release a new EP, uh, which is actually going to be called Enhance Your Dance. Enhance Your Dance. Look, yeah. everybody, everybody needs to enhance their dance. Um, please do support Gav and Skeletons uh, as much as you can. Go check out the music uh if you can put it on your playlist that would be absolutely brilliant in fact send gab your playlist all right when you've yeah. when you've made your playlist up you know make it a dance playlist put them on there as well send them over and they will rate them they will tell you how cool cool your playlist is your dance playlist and yeah please, the hyper funkiest playlist are getting shout outs from skeletons that's guaranteed it's yeah just disco for ravers if, if you want to rave to disco you can contact us anytime just at skeletons on social media that's how graham got in contact and now he's having this lovely chat with me so uh, absolutely yeah. and also folks just a, a little thing to say as well is this band do have merchandise available so please do buy the merchandise because Every single time you spend money and put money directly into the hands of a band, it helps because music doesn't grow 
on trees, believe it or not. It's I know it's it's unbelievable. If you can check that out on Wikipedia, if you like, you can go and check check that now. But you'll find that music doesn't just emanate from the black box in the corner of the room for absolutely nothing. You actually have to make it, and that costs them money. So if you'd like to spend your money, please do buy a T-shirt, wear it with pride all around the, the universe, or buy walnut whips because they're going to be on offer soon as well. <laughs> Gav. Thanks so much for coming and being fantastic today. Thanks for Thanks telling so us all of your music. Do come back at some point, you know, when we, get yeah, to, yeah, when we get you to the next level, which is going to happen. Remember when you're sat there in Maida Vale doing your session for Radio One or whatever, or you're sitting backstage at Wembley, you heard it here first, folks. This is the band of the future. All right. Until next time. If you've enjoyed this, it's been my music. Please do share it with your friends and colleagues and help all of the musicians that come on. If you haven't enjoyed this today, then this has been an instructional video on how to do algebra backwards in French. I'm sorry, but you can now continue to share it with your friends anyway. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>